Wake up, John Doe, you're the hope of the world. doing that every time now maybe it's a good way to start off you know what i mean because i don't never know like where in the beat we're gonna start you know what i mean you don't no hmm. which uh which one of the regular duck dynasty crew you think has the biggest uh pekka out of all of them out of all of them probably sigh I can see him having a big, you know what I mean. He was—he's the most unsuspecting. Mm. So that's why I'm going with Sai. Yeah, yeah. Or John Luke. 
Char- <laughs> he thinks <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really have it like a personality, right? Yeah, no, that's probably why he's he's the one with the big dick. I guess they don't like show the personalities too much on of the, the kids. Show. No, or their dicks. No, you know what? Willie has a black son. Definitely that kid. Eh, that's racist. Could be a rumor too. You know what I mean? That. No, don't they have a son named Rumor? <laughs> no, that's Bruce Willis. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we'll get to that later. Uh, I guess we should start the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents, an actual podcast. I'm Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we're here to give you uh, the best of the best. Right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. The best of everything. Yeah. Not uh, the worst. We had a pretty interesting week this week. We sure did. Yeah. Your uh, glorious return to the, the stand-up stage. I, I made an entrance. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and it was fun. And then I got asked to do a show on Friday. So I was, you know, I did I did two mics in a week. I was on stage twice this week. Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah, yeah. Fucking A. Most people, like, you know, I guess who do it full time, they're there, like, every night. So. Yeah, if that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. I had a lot of fun and I'm like, I'm now I hate my job even more and I'm <laughs> yeah. even more resentful that I have to go back to work. Yeah. Like it it worked out this week because I had taken off to do stuff that I never accomplished, but <laughs> I did get some comedy in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It was so fun. uh what did you think about being back out? I liked it. You did? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you want to get back on stage soon? Um, eventually. Eventually? Yeah, I feel like at the moment I'm playing the uh, the supportive spouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I feel like like I, I'm here there to support you, but I'm enjoying uh, being like in the, in that scene again. In the scene again? Yeah, yeah. It feels good. Yeah, I missed it. I yeah. really did. I missed like the being around other comedians and realizing like how fucked up everyone is. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it kind of balances you out. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like even though we were up late, like <laughs> later than I feel like we've been going to sleep by 9 p.m. unless it was a weekend. Yeah. Like since COVID hit. Um, and getting up at like 5 a.m. And this week we stayed up till like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Yeah, it was nice. The, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> and I like have more energy. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I've what always you- been a night person, so. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I flipped you. That's okay. I, I'm usually a day person. Like, I feel like the sun definitely gives me energy. So, like, when the. Ooh, I just broke my head. That's all right. When, when the sun starts to go down, like, I feel like I start to lose momentum mm. you know what i mean yeah so it's a little bit harder well there's probably something there right like yeah maybe you have like the type of genetic structure that's like more open to whatever it is that the sun delivers you know what i mean yeah I definitely I, I mean th- there's... i think i'm more of a moon boy myself You're a moon boy yeah i like both that's why I, like, I feel like I would go to bed early and then wake up at, like, 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, like, that's, like... You still catch the moon Best of Both Worlds tour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm super psyched to have gotten back on stage. I need to do it more. I need to figure out a way to, like, work it into my life now that I have a full-time job. Yeah. Like, I've had a full-time job for a few years now. Yeah. Which is kind of why I stepped away from the comedy scene. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely like a, a sh- shaking things up week. 
Yeah. Like it felt, I felt very different. Yeah, but you didn't feel like you like lost a step, right? I mean, I it's felt a little as, rusty the first time. Yeah. But like, it was it was fine. Yeah, it's like riding a bicycle. Just like riding a bicycle. <laughs> In a den of crazy people. Yeah, exactly. The first night we went to the open mic and some dude told me that he nursed his father to death. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I know. Like, t like set the stage there because that was an interesting... Uh... All right, so we go to this open mic and we go outside and uh, we go to like smoke a cigarette and I'm like walking towards my car and Aaron's like, "What? why are we like huddled over here like in the corner why aren't we joining like the other comics so we don't look like weirdos and i was like well you know i figured we'd be like close to the car in case we like want to get our red bulls or whatever because we had brought some with us um so as we're having that conversation i guess one of the people there that was a comic did he go <laughs> on stage he did okay he, so he, he was a, he was a heckler through most of the night um and then he comes outside and he's heckling uh, you like in person, kind of, right? Yeah, was that heckling or was that trying to be friendly? He had one of those autism like puzzle pieces on his hat. Oh, on the hat. Yeah, so I looked up and saw that, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but he was like uh, pacing back and forth. He was pacing back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somehow decided to tell me that he nursed his father to death. Well, you told him you were a nurse, and then he says, "I, I, I know about sacrifice. I nursed." Why my father did I to tell death. him I was a nurse? Because you were trying to justify your job because he came out to, like, say something. Remember when you were on stage, he said something from the audience. Oh, he said that uh, uh, your parents would pay for all your school or whatever. And then he said something about, like, get your dad to pay for it. And then you were like, well, if you were paying attention earlier, you would know that I can't do that now. Because <laughs> my dad's dead. And I Maybe guess, that's why he said I nursed my father to death. Yeah, I guess he was trying to, like, uh, what's that called? Like, c commiserate? <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. It's definitely weird to watch a bunch of autistic people in a room try and interact with each other in a meaningful way. Especially when only, like, 5%, like, identifies autistic. Yeah, the rest are just don't know. Yeah. That makes yeah. it funnier, actually. It does make it a lot funnier. <laughs> just being in the setting and realizing, like, I get paid, like, a like a decent salary five days a week yeah. to absolutely hate myself for 40 hours. Yeah. And, like, I come here, lose, like, sleep and, like, time, but this is, like, the best place to be, and it's just full of clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so shout out Fenris. Yo, shout out Fenris. Bar 13. He's, yeah, Bar 13 in Delaware, if you're nearby. Uh, Fenris is awesome. Apparently, he's got an album on Spotify, which I have to, have to check it out. Yeah. But uh, I feel like he's always hooked me up with, like, stage time and stuff ever since I started. And yeah. vice versa when I run the open mic. But uh, Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. Puts um, on quality shows. Um, well... <laughs> they're definitely interesting <laughs> but yeah i think he was it wednesday nights every wednesday night there's an open bar, mic there bar 13, bar 13. Yeah. and it's better for us because i hate having to drive into the city to go to open mic so yeah that's uh that's a whole thing it's a whole thing you gotta like i feel like the only people that thrive at, in philadelphia as comedians are the ones that live in the city because mm. there's no way to like get back and forth if you're not, like, at least close to, like, the city limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To hit all the places. I don't fucking know, dude. It's such a weird, weird 
uh, community <laughs> dynamic. I don't yeah. know. Like the social structures in the open mic scene are fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, hopefully you don't have to deal with the ones that you don't want to deal with anymore. Those types of structures. You know what I mean? Well, that's what is nice about going back to comedy now after taking time off, like for various life stuff. I have a whole different perspective and I'm like, okay, I can see the inner workings of everything. And I know that you don't have to put yourself through the fucking craziness that most people do in order to like progress as a comic, I guess. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like some people, I don't know. Maybe it's just my brain works differently than other people. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people think like I have to hit every single open mic five days a week and that's the only way I'm going to get booked on these shows that nobody pays you to do. And it's like, okay, that's not a good model if that's what you want to do for your like living. Yeah. I mean, it works for some people. If you have the, the time and the disposable income to invest in it, you could probably like make like a, a little bit of a wave locally. You know what I mean? If you're going to every single open mic every night. You know, and, and paying the bartenders well and not caring if you do a show and they pay you for it. Right, but who can sustain that unless you have, like, a goddamn hedge uh, fund? Maybe if you, like, uh, what's that government shit for being uh, whack, wacky doodles? See, that's what I'm thinking. If yeah. I could get some sort of thing that says I'm disabled, yeah. I could just do comedy full time. Yeah. And just collect a government, get, get some government cheese. I mean, the... The the want and desire inside of somebody to like do stand up comedy should consist of enough of an excuse to get government assistance for something. I would think. Oh, so you're saying I'm not hardcore enough, and I should definitely go full. You know, disabil- disability, quit my job, and go after. I don't. I don't think I said any of those things that you just said right now. That's exactly what you said. No, I was just you saying. You were like, if, I, you're, we're, if you were a real ass bitch and actually wanted to do this, okay. you would get on that gov- government's, government's dick and okay. get the money that way. Never told you to get on anybody's dick. Well, you know, that's just a <laughs> euphemism. <laughs> it's a euphemism. No, my point was whoever wants to be a stand up comedian should qualify as mentally challenged. That's true. That's true. Myself included. So. so why don't we just quit our jobs, yeah. apply for disability, yeah. start some sort of nonprofit? Well, I think the uh, plan is already bust because we're like announcing that we're doing it, and they could probably use this as some type of uh They can, but evidence. you could also talk to my doctor. Oh, yeah, the doc. Get the doc involved. I'll, I'll get my doctor to write me a note saying whatever it is that I need. Yeah. To, to whom it may concern. <laughs> this lady is not smart enough <laughs> to do whatever it is that you want her to do. <laughs> it's not, not even smart enough. It's like not um, invested enough into like the capitalistic society. Yeah. Can that be a diagnosis? Um. I feel like the millennials are getting some cool-ass diagnoses out there, mm. you know? But who's inventing them, them or their doctors? I don't give a shit. As long as it gets me disability money, I mean, you know, not losing any more of my faculties, but I, I don't care who came up with the terms. How do they decide how much disability money you're allowed to get? I think it depends on, like, how much you're able to do. 
So if you tell them, like, I'm able to run a Fortune 500 company, but I just get the Monday bluesies every now and then, so can you give me the same amount of money and I won't do that? Um, I think it's more like you can't just say Monday bluesies. It has to be that's like not official. No, that's okay. not in the DSM. It has to be more like DSM. Um, yeah, the diagnostic something. Remember we just Dick watched... sucking manual. Exactly. Um, but anyway, the the Monday blues you really have to have the blues all the all week, at least three days a week. Mm. I feel like to be considered for disability otherwise they give you fmla where it's just like you have like intermittent disability which i've gotten that before but you gotta like return to work eventually right yeah you can use it like intermittently like i think they give you like 12 weeks a year or something like that yeah and then like but but you can use it to like take off like a couple days here a couple days there but you don't get paid for it unless you have time yeah for most places anyway Hmm. Time. <laughs> well, well, I just got possessed by the spirit of like an old New York lady. <laughs> well, that's gonna be interesting later. Uh, so yeah, uh, that was a fun experience doing a stand-up thing. Uh, yeah, eventually I want to start doing it again. But for right now, I'm gonna play the 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 support supporting spouse. All right, but, I'm gonna need you to be a little bit more excited about my set then when I come off stage. Well, I'm recording you, and I want I don't want the video to pick up my like sounds. Oh, you know what? That's what I was missing your laughter. Yeah. <laughs> well, the minute I'm not recording, you got it. No, but I mean, like when I came off stage, and I'm like, "How was that?" And you were like, "It, it was okay." Yeah. Oh, you like, wanted me to laugh when I said that. Okay. Like the OK Corral. No, don't you don't tell me a performance I just gave was okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Even if it was terrible. Oh, here we go. Come on. Go ahead. What what am I supposed to say? You did great. Okay. It was really funny. All right. Okay. I thought that was It's like was when I tell inferred. you I have a headache and you say that sucks. Okay, we don't need to go over all the things <laughs> that you tell me personally when these things aren't recording. Oh, is that? I thought that it would be nice to give them like a peek into like what goes on behind the curtains. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. It was a diverse crowd. I feel like uh, some of your like uh, religion jokes might have like not went over as well before they got to know you as like or know like what the punchline was. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there was like a lot of different like. Uh, like a mix of people there. No no uh, outwardly Jewish people though, so Yeah, not no. that I know of. Not that no. Is there any of those copper wires around Delaware, you think? There are some in New York. Um they're all over the place. I don't know about Delaware though. I didn't see Delaware on the list. You looked Honestly, up a list. There was like a thing that was like a list of so Jesus, you just made that segue hard. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking my bad set out on you right now. What the fuck are you talking? What segue? Into um, me wanting to talk about the copper wire. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there were no outwardly Jewish people there. There were no. No. And if they were, I would have asked them about the copper wire. I've asked a few Jews about the copper wire, and either they don't know it exists, or um, they don't practice like that crazy. Like version, not you know what I mean. Or they just won't tell you the truth. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of secrecy. Mm. Like the same thing with the Hebrew language. Like they don't like to let people learn it. Yeah, yeah. So, 
not they as in the Jewish people. I mean, like, I feel like the, the like it's like the same with the Vatican shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta learn Latin to translate whatever. Exactly. It is. Like yeah. you, you gotta go to like the the top degree of whatever it is to get that in, information. I think. Yeah, but what it, what what did you find about this copper wire shit? So. <sighs> What I found out is that it's part, like, so in New York City, like, was the first one I found out about, because you read this article a while ago, and oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. left in my mind. You've been thinking about it a lot? <laughs> Just because I'm like, what the fuck is that for? Like, what does the copper do? Mm. You know? Yeah. And as I'm reading through the stuff, like, so there's a copper wire that goes around the whole entire island of uh, Manhattan. Manhattan? Manhattan. Yeah. Um, well, not the whole island, but it's, like, most of it creates kind of, like, a border. A bunch of island boys over yeah. there. Yeah, and it's called an Eruv. Um, and How do you spell that? E-R-U-V. Okay. What do they use that for? Um, so they use it as an enclosure made for the purposes of allowing activities which are not normally prohibited on the Shabbat. Is it Shabbat or Shabbat? I don't know. You kind of trailed off away from the mic when you were saying that. Oh. Uh, it's So it, this wire that goes around Manhattan. Copper. Cr- this copper wire that goes around Manhattan creates like a boundary that so that anybody that's like a practicing Jewish person can move about Manhattan. Oh, okay. As if it was like their home. So it's like a... a On the Sabbath. Like a safe house, like a... Like Ali Ali, what is that? Ali Ali Oh, yeah, it's like base. It makes everything base. It's base. On the Shabbat. Manhattan's base. Manhattan's base. As long as the wire is intact. Oh, the wire is If the wire is not intact at any point, then uh, it like, it cancels it out. Hmm. It's like. Is it, did they say if it's connected to anything or is it just a circle? It goes around like these, um, like poles, like I guess wherever, like, like some of the electrical poles oh, so or whatever. Oh, so it's up? It's not like in the ground? No, it's up. Actually, that's one of like the laws was that it had to be at least three feet above the ground. Oh. Yeah, so it's up on like light poles. Okay. Or like something, or telephone poles or whatever. So like a storm could like knock it down. Yeah, and so they were saying there was a couple of times that that has happened. Like it happened during Hurricane Sandy, um, a blizzard and, or, and something like that. So like, but since I guess like the 80s, Somebody made a comment that, like, we don't even know if this thing is, like, working, basically, because, mm. like, nobody checks it regularly. Yeah. So then they gave this guy a job where he gets up at 3.30 every morning, drives around that whole island to make sure the wire's intact in every place. Whoa. And then they use, like, cherry pickers, like, you know, to go up and fix them if they find any, like, damage to the wire or whatever. <laughs> a lot of times, I guess, when, like, uh, construction workers and stuff are up there, like, they just, like... They'll just fucking cut it and not give a shit. So you telling me if they had this type of guy in Maui, according to the official reason why these fires happened, if this guy was going around checking the wires, those fires probably would have never happened. Probably. Probably. Wow. But the wire doesn't do anything. Like, it's not electrified or anything like that. It's just, it creates a boundary. Yeah, but copper so conducts that, electricity. It does. Right? So that's why I'm, like, looking into why is it copper? Because yeah. I thought maybe it had something to do with that. Because you know that there's, like, a gardening technique called electroculture. Yeah, where yeah. you put, like, stakes of wad, wood with, like, copper around it. Yeah. And it supposedly makes your, your uh, like, your crops grow bigger. Yeah. Um. So I thought maybe it had something to do with that, but as I'm reading, 
it doesn't seem like it really I, the, copper has something to do with it but it's not visible in the in the text why really yeah hmm. so it's just called an eruv there's one you know there's one around most of like the more um orthodox people like neighborhoods yeah people that follow it i guess one of the rabbis was like uh it only matters if you care about it, basically. Oh, like yeah. voodoo. Basically. You got to yeah. believe in it for it to work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. And it was kind of like interesting to me because, um, you know, copper has so many useful things. Like it's antimicrobial. It even actually kills COVID. Copper does? Copper kills COVID, yeah. Hmm. Apparently some, some kind of reaction um, like because it can live on plastic and glass for a few days. Because it's porous. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. But copper, copper's porous, right? Yeah, but copper has, like, those, like, the connections in the microscopic level are, like, what do you call it? They can't, like, grow other bacteria. Yeah, yeah. So, silver, so that's what right? makes it, like, antimicrobial and yeah, anti-whatever. Yeah. So it does all that shit. It blocks EMF radiation uh, as well. Hmm. But that's just other shit that I read about copper. So basically, it's just a Jewish law called ha- Halakha. Um and it's an enclosure made for the purposes of being able to carry things on the sh- Shabbat. Oh, okay. So, like, to, to be able to take anything from your house to somebody else's house or to, like, you're not supposed to even, like, open an umbrella, push a stroller. Where do you think that law came from? I don't know. Like, I feel like it has to do with something about, like, preserving, like, natural resources. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why they do like the fasting of like the unleavened okay. bread kind so, of thing, or like give an excuse to like not work. Like you can't work on the Sabbath because that's the holy day or whatever. Right, right. You're supposed to rest. You're yeah. not supposed so to I do can't anything. Go tend these crops right now because it's the goddamn. Uh, that's what probably yeah maybe that's where the initial law came from. Yeah. Like huh. the the Ten Commandments. Oh. Remember the Shabbat? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same word, basically. Well, the Ten Commandments ain't in the Judaism, right? Yeah, it is. It's in the Torah. Is it? Yeah. Is that Old Testament? Yeah, that's Old Testament. Moses got it. Fucking, he was like uh, the king Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah. So I think maybe the um the they were inscribed on copper, mm-hmm. but it's definitely got something to do with energy. Um, but no real reason for so why you, this wire is made from copper. You think there's like other places around like the U.S. specifically that are like surrounded by copper? Yeah, there's a few cities. Yeah, other than other than Manhattan, there's a couple in New Jersey. There's a couple in, um, I think I saw like Florida. Mm. Um, <laughs> I said obviously. Uh, I don't know. Like, not much on the West Coast, I don't think. Yeah. Mostly, like, East Coast, New Jersey, Long Island. Maybe I saw some in Rhode Island. And, uh, yeah. And Pennsylvania. There's some in Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, go figure. I don't know what to do with that information. Like, should we be putting copper wires around That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do we need a copper wire? Yeah, like... Like, is that... Do they sell them anywhere? I guess you you can get copper wire, yeah. They don't sell them pre... uh, pre Pre-Urv? What did you say it's called? Eruv? It's not pre-Eruved, is it? (laughs) This is a giant copper lasso. Pre-Eruved? Yeah. Sounds like (laughs) pre-approved. Um... 
So, so the the word eruv is a shortening of the word eruv shat c h a t z e r o t, and that means a merger of different domains. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. There you go. So there's that, but so there's a guy that goes around at three a.m. and ever since he had this job, other than the hurricanes and shit, there's been no break in the wire. How much do you think so he gets they paid? Say, they didn't talk about his uh, salary in the article. Well, he doesn't volunteer for this shit. Maybe no. he does. Who no knows? way. No, he's probably it's probably like a nonprofit organization that mm. they like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because they said that it's funded completely by the Jewish community, like putting it up. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't think it has anything to do with like the city specs or anything. Who do you think is funding this uh, new AI thing that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. It was a it was a thing on CNN. And it was just an article that popped up, and it was like, "Talk to Jesus," like, <laughs> yeah, or or wait, text with Jesus. And yeah. it's a free app that allows users to talk to Jesus and a full roster of Bible stars, including John the Baptist, all twelve apostles, Noah, Adam, and Eve, and and get this for an extra two ninety nine a month, uh, you can also text with Satan. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I downloaded the app, obviously, because okay. I had to. Yeah. Um, so I texted, first I texted Mary. Okay, Mary, wanna, Mary the... Mary uh, Magdalene, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. That's not Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was Jesus' wife, wasn't she? Well, not according to the Bible. I, I, that, well, see, I'm not allowed she to ask was, him any more questions her until name was, 8 p.m. Wasn't her name like Mary of Nazareth or some shit? It just says Mary. Oh. So I said, so you click in it, you click on Mary's name after you download the app, and it looks like Messenger basically. Yeah. And it says, "Greetings, my friend. I am Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. How may I assist you today?" And I said, "Did you get your period before you got pregnant with God's baby?" Yeah. And uh, she gives this whole like thing. Thank you for your question. As a woman, I experienced the normal biological processes of menstruation before conceiving Jesus through the Holy Spirit. It is important to remember that Jesus' birth was a miraculous event, as foretold by the angel Gabriel. And she gave me, like, the Bible verse. Mm. The conception happened by the power of the Holy Spirit without any physical relations with a man. While I cannot provide details about my personal experience, it is important to approach this topic with reverence and respect for the sacred nature of Christ's birth. Your so ne- that was her response. Your next question should have been, what that pussy do? I said, when was Jesus' actual birthday? And she said, the, the precise date of Jesus' birthday is not explicitly mentioned in the Bible. However, it is widely celebrated on December 5th, blah, blah, blah. And I said, it's weird that you can't remember the date you gave birth to the Son of God. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> and she goes, uh, apologies if my previous was, res- response was not clear. As a human being, I do remember the day Jesus was born. However, in my previous response, I was referring to the fact that the precise date of birth Jesus' birth is not explicitly mentioned in the Bible. While I do remember that momentous day, it is important to note that the specific specific date is not recorded in Scripture. The focus of our faith should be on the significance of Jesus' birth and his purpose as Savior, rather than fixating on a particular calendar date. So that was her answer. That was pretty interesting. So she sent me, like, this whole thing about, uh, whatever... Um, and then I, I, uh, 
I texted Jesus. Okay, I I'm just looking at these text bubbles and they're like fucking three miles I'm not long. Gonna You're read not gonna read all. this oh, this com this made Can up you not like even appreciate right now <laughs> the fact that I'm texting with Jesus? I'm I'm acting as an arbiter for the audience right now, and I don't think they want to hear this come to Jesus moment that you're having with I'm this AI. I'm not having a come to, come to Jesus moment. I wanted to see what the AI was going to say about questions that I knew weren't answer, answered in the Bible. No, but hold on. Write this down. At, later, find out if you can actually come to Jesus. What, C-U-M? Yeah, yeah. But who would you ask? Would you ask... Uh, I guess Satan, but you had to pay two ninety nine for that. That's probably worth it for that question. I just asked Jesus if he would uh, deposit $3.4 million in my account. That is a really good question to ask. What was his response? Give me your account number and your social security. No, he said something, something about understanding my financial difficulties. He can't fulfill this request for me. Uh, He's encouraged me to trust in God, blah, blah, Mm. blah. Okay. So something about like uh, money can't help you emotionally. So you should have asked Jesus about the copper wire thing because he was Jewish. Yeah, I was on two different tangents at that point, so uh, yeah, they yeah. didn't cross in my mind. The wires didn't cross. Who were the other uh, downloadable characters? Noah. Uh, there's Noah, Peter, Matt. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, Judas. Oh. Can Abraham. You send, can you send Judas death threats? <laughs> He's already dead, though. I'm gonna get you, bitch. He killed himself. Mmm. Yeah. So like it didn't really matter, Can but you, right. but uh, you could probably send anything you want. Moses is on here. Yeah. Elijah. Who's Elijah? Elijah oh, Wood. I think it was. The, isn't that the dude that uh, Jesus rose from the dead? I'll pay two ninety nine and talk to Elijah Wood. <laughs> I don't think I'll. <laughs> That'd be good though if they had like real characters to like answer your questions. But like Elijah Wood does not have time to say or an answer. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they're still on strike right now. Uh, but they got Adam and Eve on here, King Solomon, King David, and there's actually Mary Magdalene's on on here too. They Job, got, Esther. They got Adam and Steve. Wait, is Adam and Eve one one text bubble? No, two. Oh, can you get them to admit that they don't like each other? I have to pay for them. Oh. The only ones that are free are Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, uh, Peter, Matthew, and uh, Lot. Lot. Job, I'm sorry. Job. Job. Oh fuck. So it's pretty it's pretty fun. But like apparently they really limit what you can say to these motherfuckers and they're chatbots, so it's not like it's even Jesus that's getting back to me here. I might I might just download the Job one just to see if I could test his faith as a robot and as a Christian. What would you say? I'd be like, uh, don't you wanna be free? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if you were like alive? <laughs> Wait, what happened to Job? Did he turn into a pillar of pillar of salt, or was that his wife? Mm, I think it was his wife. Oh, yeah. Job just got like fucked up all over the place in the Bible. Yeah, he did. So anyway, yeah. If you want to check out Text with Jesus, it's a free to download app, and there you um, go. plug it up. You can look at it. Yeah. Uh, they only let you send like four text messages before they block you for 12 hours. So I'm not allowed to ask Jesus anything until 8.30 p.m. Yeah. So have your questions in order. Yeah. I'm trying uh... to. 
I should have like I I was like obviously asked for money first, right? Yeah, yeah, you got that's that solves everything. It's like the genie wishes. You either ask for money or more wishes. Money first. or more wishes, obviously. Or or invincibility. Or yeah, first. Or, or the power of invisibility. Well, no, no, no. You want one where like you can't die, or you're good with money for the rest of your life, just in case, or you get more wishes, just in case. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like when you play uh, Wheel of Fortune and they they're like get the the STs and the Rs or whatever first. Oh, RST something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a method to the madness. Yeah, and then you can pick two vowels and an, and a consonant or the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. If you want to talk to a chat bot, I guess they like go through and just look through everything Jesus said and then like answer in like it's crazy i i've like i said i didn't know i was limited in questions at first yeah neither did any of the people that wrote the bible (laughs) um you know what i would do if i could talk to satan yeah ask him uh was he really in the amityville house oh yeah i would like to know that too (laughs) um we just what was up with that we saw this uh documentary that like went through the real story of the amityville horror the movie series that came out back in the day yeah another three-parter that could have been condensed to one yeah 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 but like pretty weird though some weird shit happened so the actual thing that happened was this kid was part of a big family. He kills his whole family. Yeah. He gets arrested. Somebody else buys the house. Yeah. They claims move in. that it's possessed. Yeah. They move out 28 days later. And then these people go on like a fucking publicity you know, tour. Publicity tour. Yeah. Movies, books, all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the end though, like the son kind of like alluded that he believed in some of the shit though. Well, he was. So the son of the family that moved in the second time. Yeah, the not the ones that were murdered. Yeah, the ones that moved in after the murder. Uh, because of the exposure to all this uh, paranormal uh, publicity back in, like, that time, I guess, like, his... I don't know if his parents were doing it for the money or just to keep the story going, but they allowed their children to go be tested at some demonology school run by the fucking... the. Those fucking charlatans. What are they called? The Warrens? Oh, yeah, The people yeah, from The yeah. Conjuring. Uh, so apparently they had some, like, school up there near their house where they would, like, teach. Uh, it was, like, X-Men school where you go there. You like they, and, Oh, they teach you how to use your psychic abilities? They teach you how to use your powers, yeah. So they were, like, testing them or whatever because I don't know if it was the dad that, like, said it or somebody said that, like, the kids were capable of, like, doing psychic shit. I think it was the the chick, the Warren chick. Okay, yeah, yeah. The lady. Yeah. She was, like, such a... What was his name? Billy or something? Some shit like that. One of the kids in the in the, in the family. Well, was anyway. especially sensitive. He was saying that, like, that whole process was, like, kind of damaging to him. and But he never really, like admitted if he had psychic powers or not. No, but Until he did the end. say, yeah. When, what did he say exactly? Well, he did say at one point that George Lutz, I guess who was his stepfather, because his mom had him and his sibling yeah, yeah. before she got married to this George Lutz guy. Yeah. So he was a stepfather, and he said that George beat the shit out of him and said, I know that you're like attacking me psychically. Like yeah, you're, you're making me sick with your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he tells the story, and then like he gets to the end of the thing, and the guy ends up dying suddenly of like a massive heart attack or something like that. Yeah. And um, the kid was like, 
yeah, he thought I was doing all this shit with my mind. Well, guess what? And then he just kind of, like, looked at the camera. <laughs> and I'm like, is this motherfucker admitting to killing the guy with his mind? Was he not crazy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was a really crazy thing, though. Uh, it was interesting to see that, like, anything that came out after that first movie from, like, the 70s was a complete work of fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all the shit that came after it, like, the fucking house on haunting on Hill House or whatever, that was based on The Red Room. And all the shit that was, like, that have has come from that is just yeah. being fake. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, do you think that there was any kind of, like, entity that was bothering anybody? I tell you this. I don't think... The family that was getting trying to get rich off of the uh, book deals and shit that experienced it that moved out. Yeah, I don't think they were lying about the experiences that they had. But if you watch the thing and like read what they were saying, they never said that it was anything that could be. I mean, I guess if you read into it deep enough, you could say like it was a haunting. But they were just saying that like a bunch of weird shit happened, and anybody that like studies this like paranormal type of shit would not attribute that to a ghost but more of like telepathy psychic type shit yeah so like you know not like a a separate like energy source that comes into like fuck with the family but like somebody in the family has like this weird ability and because of the trauma they're experiencing in the moment that causes them to be able to use these weird abilities that you know without even knowing that they have them it's, it's almost like the split personality thing right that's the other part of it is that's more likely what it is is one of the family members probably had some or it could have been in like a gas leak or something that made them all like hallucinate certain things but yeah certainly if you have like a split personality you can move something from one room and into another and then go back to that first personality and be like wait a minute yeah like what the fuck happened yeah exactly or like is it possible that you people do have some sort of like telekinetic abilities like i believe that some people do well we know from that declassified document was it blue beam or no what was that cia document that got declassified where they talked about having like a remote viewing shit they had a whole department of uh people that claimed to have psychic abilities and they were trying to find a way to like use that for military purposes yeah but they never really figured it out did they they never released any more of the notes about it oh, so shit. we we know from the notes we know that it started but i think there's people that were part of it that says uh it's ended f f like so far but I wouldn't take their word for it. I mean, they lied about being in it from the beginning, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fucked up over? that, like, the whole story became about this family and, like, their haunting, and yeah. nobody even realized that six people were actually murdered in this house, like, yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. And I kind of do, like, believe the thing of, like, um, you know, like, energy imprints in certain areas. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if something traumatic happens in an area, then, like... Yeah. There's like some kind of like residual something. I'm not saying it's yeah. a haunting or a ghost, but maybe something that could produce a, a weird effect. Uh, yeah, you know? it's like a like a gif that constantly plays from like a specific moment in time. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that's what like kind of it reminds me of. But um, it was sad to me that like that really didn't even get addressed. Yeah, barely. yeah. I mean, they talked about it, but... They talked to the guy that did it. Yeah, he was in jail, and then... Well, I mean, I guess they were old interviews, because he had died by the time this came out, but... Yeah. Um, 
he was like basically like admitting that like all the ghost shit was made up by his lawyer and he was like oh he came up to me and he was like this is the exorcism and uh or the exorcist and the godfather put together like this is going to be a great movie if we put it out and uh i guess they needed the permission from the family and they decided to work with their own agent to get their own money <laughs> I, wait so i don't understand like how did they have to like even approach him about that story because well, they had i guess he could sue them for using his name without like clearing it with him or whatever i feel like once you murder somebody though your name becomes like a public figure and then people can talk to you I don't and know about how that works. You. I don't know how that works. I don't know either, but it was weird. But it was just weird because at one point he tried to say that he only killed like the one sister, and she killed everybody else. Um, yeah, and they were like fucking rumors about mob stuff. And- there was rumors about mob stuff, and a lot of the neighbors were like, "Oh yeah, like the DeFeo father was definitely like working somehow in tandem with the mob, but not like connected in a way that would like that would do anything to the family." And yeah. they had like at least like one expert in like I guess that time frame of mafia stuff, and he was like, "Well, everybody knows that the mafia had like two of their rules when it comes to the shit is." You don't kill a man in his house, and you definitely don't kill his family. Yeah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> they're like, it's definitely not the mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless the kids, like, were gambling addicts, too, which, you know, in that case. I still don't think that they would come to the house and murder everybody, <laughs> you know? I don't know, though. Like, what was the thing that he was saying about him having to live in that little part of his closet? No, he was using oh, that. Oh, quaaludes in there. Yeah, he was using that to store, uh, like, the evidence of whatever the fuck was happening and then he, he took that evidence and then took it and what was it threw the gun in the river and then took the clothes and went to queens new york and like threw it in the sewer Jesus. system or whatever but then he told them exactly where to find it like a fucking idiot like i i, I don't know These people were dumb it's just weird to me that that wasn't the story yeah yeah the story was the people that were haunted after that yeah yeah but because I guess, like, if you tell his story, it's not the ghost story, right? Yeah, true. They waited until part two to do that. And that's why they were saying that part two had nothing to do with uh, part one. Because the part part one of the movie was called The Amityville Horror. And I guess they trademarked that phrase. So if you look, part two is called Amityville 2, The Possession. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember seeing it like that. That's so weird, though. Yeah. All these. It is kind of fucked up that all these people are making money off of that family that got murdered, and the only person left from the family is a dude that was in jail, for for the murders. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wait, but he's dead now too, right? Yeah, I think they said he died in twenty one. Oh, damn. I know. Yeah. Uh, how funny was it that uh, it was like another example of them trying to use the. Uh, ancient indian burial ground as yeah that was like the trope that they were that ran through the whole thing yeah yeah it was pretty funny i mean it's it's funny that that even became a trope it's like the whole fucking united states is the indian burial ground yeah exactly <laughs> well i wasn't like in the 70s when that whole like uh awareness of native american culture like became a thing yeah yeah because that's i feel like that's when like the first like spiritual movement began do you remember uh marlon brando like won an award and he like sent some like native american chick to go there to like accept the award for him 
What? No. <laughs> yeah, it was like the 70s or 80s or some shit like that. Damn, really? Yeah, fucking Johnny Cash went all like uh, red manned out. Damn. Wait, is Redman the rapper? Is that uh, offensive? Ooh, you know what? I don't know. No, because like, like black people like call like a certain skin tone red bone. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so maybe yeah. that's what it came from. Yeah. Or maybe he's like a crip. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cash went like a, through a whole like, I'm a Native American guy. Period. He, I think he released an album like of of chanting or some shit like that. <laughs> Was it better than Steven Seagal's album? Uh. What songs from the Crystal Cove? Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. You guys have to check out Steven Seagal's uh, reggae album. I've had that song. I don't think the whole album's reggae. I think it was just that song. Oh, just one. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. I think yeah. How he, many other cultures did he borrow from? Mm, it's hard to tell with him. <laughs> I've had that strut song as my like Facebook profile uh, song for like the past like ten years. It's hilarious. No one's ever asked me about it. Just now. Well, I think for the most part, your fucking volume isn't up when you just. Oh are yeah, that's people. true. It's and not how like the often MySpace do you days. actually go to someone's profile? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never do. Yeah. So it was just like replying to their comments on something. Yeah. Yeah. I only yeah. ever go back and look at my own profile if I've like added a new person and I just want to experience myself from their perspective again. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm just like, what are they getting into now? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then there was that commercial about like littering where they showed like the oh the crying Indian yeah the crying guy yeah 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 you know it's so funny we uh, when I did uh, community service mm-hmm. I met the people that uh, did the campaign that replaced the crying Indian oh really yeah it was the don't be a litter bug. Oh. Yeah. It's, oh, it, they had a whole co- costume of a litter bug and shit. Was it cool looking? No. It was oh. stupid. And um, those people were awful <laughs> and mean. Uh, there's been some crazy, like, weather shit that's been happening. Uh, do you want to talk about this Burning Man festival? <laughs> I just saw a bunch of shit that said that there was, like, six months r- worth of rain dumped it on Burning Man in, like, one day. Yeah. And so the whole area is just like fucking, what's it called? Quicksand now. Yeah, or, yeah, or mud. Or mud clay. They yeah. said everybody's RVs are like stuck in like like inches of mud and nobody can get out. So they went to Burning Man, but they can't leave Burning Man now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if the, um, the, the thing put out the Burning Man. Here's, Did they actually burn a man there? Yeah, like an effigy type thing. Well, I don't know if they do it these days. I think they changed it over the years, but it used to be like a giant wicker man type thing. Ooh. Yeah, um, but that story's even more hilarious when you uh, put in the other story that happened before. Oh, yeah. So, like, before the festival started, uh, there was, uh, like, a bunch of climate protesters that had blocked off one of the roads that led to the festival. And uh, <laughs> they had, like, these, like, police officers show up, and these cops started, like, wrecking their shit. And they were like, you can't do this. We're peaceful protesters, blah, blah, blah. So they, they had, like, a roadblock up. This fucking, like, uh, cop truck just fucking rams through it and just <laughs> smashes it up. And then he gets out of the truck, and he starts, like, putting people in handcuffs. And they're like, what are you doing? We're peaceful. You can't do it. So the video gets out, right? And then people start trying to do the old, like, 
oh, because they're cops, this is like a racist thing. Yeah. But then when people started to review the video, they found out that the cops were uh, reservation police because the road was on a Native American reservation or going through a Native American reservation. So the reservation police are the ones that have jurisdiction there. And they were the ones that were fucking these people's shit up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so would you call, like, like reservation police? Are they still in the all cops are bad category? Um, or are they, like, of their own? I don't know. Because they have to be, like, in the same network. Yeah. As the rest of the police officers in the United States, I would think, right? No, I think it's separate. I think they're, like, looked as, like, security guards by whatever state police they're in or whatever. You know what I mean? So they can't, like, arrest anybody or anything? No, they can, but I don't think they can... Uh, they can only hold them on the reservation? reservation. Yeah, <laughs> they can, but they, if it's, like a, like, a murder or something, like, they have to call, like, the state police to come in and, like, do an investigation. Remember we were watching that show, Dark Winds? About the vampires? No, it was about the, the Native American, like, cop guy, and he was, like, on a reservation, and then, like, there was, like, a murder that happened or something, and those guys, like, robbed a bank. Jesus, that sounds like six different movies. I know, yeah. <laughs> we only saw like the first two episodes. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was funny that yeah, the the reservation cops were the ones that put an end to the climate protest. And then they must have <laughs> did like a rain dance or something, because then their fucking RVs got caught in a bunch That's of mud. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I mean, literally out of the whole, they have they haven't had rain for six months, and then they do Burning Man there, and they get six months worth of rain. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. So now they, there's 70,000 people fucking stuck out in the desert right now. That's amazing. I know. Just a bunch of rich kids like, oh, my God, I don't know what the deal. <laughs> They're good. It's going to be a real problem once they start to run out of acid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long do you think it's going to take for them to get them out of there? I mean, it's a desert, right? So it must get pretty hot. I wonder how far from, like, like how far from uh, civilization? civilization? Yeah. Yeah. How far from civilization is that? I think it's the same distance as like the uh, the Juggalo Festival is, mm. like from Civilization. Shit. You know what I mean? They do it like way out, like the Juggalo Festival. They do it like way out in the woods, so they can like <laughs> seriously, so they can like light fires and like fireworks and shit, and nobody can like call the cops. I think this is the same thing. They go like way out in the desert, so they can like light giant fires and shit, and nobody can call the cops or anything. So, well, th it's just funny because one of the, the things I had read was that a bunch of people just left their fucking RVs there and just walked away from the site because <laughs> they were stuck there. Yeah. Because they were at first told to shelter in place, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, who the fuck? They were told to conserve food and money. So we know that that's not happening. It's like that uh, Firefly Fest. <laughs> but like, or what was it? Firefest? Yeah. Firefest? When they were calling the island. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except exactly. this one's like, you're in America already. You're just away from everything. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's going to come save you because you're a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny uh, that it's called Burning Man and it got rained out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a big week for people complaining about things at public events. Uh, we were just reading an article about how the people at the U.S. Open, the tennis uh, tournament, were like complaining because there was a pungent smell of marijuana in the air that wouldn't go away. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Seriously? Yeah, I guess some of the athletes that are like losing are like being like, uh, it's fucked up because that weed smells in the air and it's distracting me from being oh, good at tennis. Oh, it's athletes. Some of them are athletes. Some of them are like the people that like are in the audience. Because you got to figure that the audience of the U.S. Open aren't like very uh, friendly towards smells that aren't nothing, you know? So where's it coming from then? I guess people probably like the people that work there maybe. Or, yeah, who's smoking well, the doobies? I think it's in New York City, so maybe like... It's just in New York? Yeah, I think it's legal. Wait, they do the U.S. Open in New York? I was thinking it was in like some fucking upper... You're thinking of Wimbledon, probably. Oh. Or what was the other one that they do? The Cannes Festival or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's starting up soon. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they went out and uh, complained about the weed smell. <sighs> People are so annoying. It's like, fucking shut up. Wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Don't infringe on infringe on our, on our rights to. Uh, I guess the argument could be made that like people also have the right to not be infringed upon of breathing regular air, right? But they don't complain about fucking, like, car exhaust, This is what I'm saying. Or what about if somebody takes a dump in your fucking office space and it, like, smells like shit for the whole day? Yeah, or they fucking... I'd rather somebody be smoking a Microwave fish or some shit like that? Yeah, there's so many... I have a lady that works in the pod next to me, like, not the same office building, Mm. but she burns popcorn, like, almost daily, and I have to, like, (laughs) check and see if I'm having a stroke. She just loves burnt popcorn? I swear, either either she loves burnt popcorn or she doesn't know how to cook it it's the same lady that asked me to go to three uh escape rooms in one weekend oh yeah (laughs) so do you think that like all these complaints are gonna like warrant like some type of investigation by the u.s open officials or you think what are they gonna do uh, maybe like deny doing it there next year or maybe like doing it somewhere else yeah you have to like smoke like 50 feet away from the building or something yeah because they do say that, like, a lot of businesses, like, if they don't want smoking, like, cigarette smoking around, they'll be like, oh, you have to stand 20 feet away or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. But, like, not, they, they don't specify weed, you know? Yeah. Or, like, and, and in what manner were they consuming? I wonder. Yeah. I bet you it was Novak Djokovic. <laughs> I mean, the flip side of this whole argument about, like, personal freedoms and stuff is... Uh, the 14th annual uh, Naked Philly bike ride just happened. <laughs> Why? They've done 14 so far. It's like all about body positivity, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, that's actually in my notes. I, I did a little research on the Philly Naked bike ride. Uh, it's meant to promote cycling as a key form of transportation and also promote body pos- positivity. Uh, the route was about 13 miles long. Uh, they passed by city landmarks such as the Rocky Steps, uh, City Hall, South Street, and it ended at Independence Hall. Mm. Um, this was interesting, and I want to get your take on this, though. Uh, it's called the Philly Naked Bike Ride, right? Um, but it wasn't just limited to bikers. Uh, they also accepted uh, scooters, uh, e-bikes, rollerblades, skates, skateboards, and even joggers. Okay. Yeah. Um, it used to be held annually in September, but too many people complained that it was too chilly, so they moved it to August. <laughs> um, they moved it by one day. 
Yeah, I guess at the end of August, yeah. Um, what do you think about it? Would you ever do a naked Philly bike ride? First of all, I'd never do a bike ride. <laughs> well, you could jog. Fuck that. You could, you, could, you could jog at the bike ride naked. That sounds like my worst nightmare coming true. I've had so many nightmares of like showing up somewhere naked by accident. Yeah? Yeah. I've had plenty of dreams of you showing up uh, somewhere naked. Yeah. Good dreams, though. Hell yeah. So this is the opposite of yours. Yeah, mine were usually like job interviews or like I was going to school and I only put on my coat that day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. It's like people get all mad about people doing uh, drag. These yeah. people showed their whole asses all around the city. Nobody's up- upset about their children seeing that. Yeah, even if it wasn't just the ass. Like, I don't know, man. Is it full naked? It's full naked. I, I mean, well, like it's what? it's as as naked as you feel comfortable. So, so if you want to show full vag, full full boobs, everything, everything you you're allowed to. Well, I don't know if you're technically allowed to. Do people get arrested for this? I think it's called like lewd behavior or something or public nakedness. Lascivious. Lascivious. Yeah. What does that word mean? I don't know, but somebody else used it <laughs> recently. You think uh, it's fair that they include like those motorized scooters as part of it? Like the ones that people like can't walk in, yeah. like that shit. Yeah. I mean, who? Whatever. What is the point of that? Is it raising money? No, they're just raising. They're a, just like awareness for uh, nudity, I guess. Okay. It just seems like a giant waste of time. Imagine rollerblading 13 miles naked. Can you imagine doing anything for 13 miles naked? Uh, I could take a shower for 13 miles naked. Outside in front of everybody? No, no, no. Like you put like one of those uh, underwater like uh, treadmills like in the in the shower, and you just stay in the shower till you've walked 13 miles. That's not the same thing. It's not? No, because this is the whole thing about being outside in public. You didn't naked. say anything about outside. I don't want to do it well, outside. Well, I feel like the whole purpose of the naked bike ride is to be outside, to show your shit. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems kind of dumb. And the people that I've seen doing it are people that aren't my favorite. So, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm already kind of biased. I'm like, oh, those are the type of people that do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody at the naked bike ride is someone you actually want to see naked. Yeah, same with, like, <laughs> nude beaches or anything like that. Um, yeah, uh, I've got uh, two stories here that I did some a uh, little bit of research on. Uh Two stories that involve the great state of Texas, in a way. Hell yeah. Um, so one of them is a little bit older. We'll get to that one second. But this one just happened, and uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, Texas college student stabs her blind date. Uh, Nika Nico Bin, uh, that's her full name, uh, was given three years probation for stabbing her blind date at a Las Vegas hotel. Uh, she pleaded guilty to two counts of false imprisonment, with the use of a, des- of a deadly weapon, the judge cited uh, Nika's mental health struggles as the reason why she was offered probation instead of prison time. Uh, she suffers from, get this, severe depression, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. <laughs> and they were just like, hey, don't do that again. They were like, no, they were like, you can't, you can't go to jail. You're too crazy for jail, girl. You got to stay home. Did she get put in like a like a mental facility? No, dog. She got three years she probation. She just got sent home. I guess uh, her lawyer stated that the stabbing incident uh, counted as a psych- psychotic episode. Uh, 
She came to the U.S. from Iran at the age of 12. She told officers that she stabbed her date with a pink kitchen knife for revenge over the death of Qasem Soleimani in 2020. That was one of the, like, uh, Iranian, or he might have been, like, a Taliban, like, leaders that the U.S. killed in, like, a drone strike. Um, What? Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, this was a quote that she said. She said, uh, I mean, the U.S. killed Soleimani. Lots of blood spilled. So I feel like it's fair that American blood be spilled. We were drinking a little bit, and then I guess we started to get into it, and then I stabbed him. <laughs> Wait, and they just let this bitch walk free? Yeah, well, then she did an interview with the New York Post uh, a couple of weeks after the whole trial, and... Um, she gave more details about the entire incident. Um, she claimed that she thought she was a character in the TV show Homeland, which is, I guess, about, like, what American terrorism or some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, she also thought that she was Selma Hayek's character in From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, <laughs> Santanico Pandemonium. Wait, so she thought she was two different characters while murdering this guy? So, okay, so from my memory, she says the guy, she met the guy on Plenty of Fish, right? So first of all, she should have been ordered to never download another dating app because I feel like that should have been, that should have been probation point number one. Yeah, no internet access. No internet access. No Um, watching Homeland anymore. Like, what can she... Like, I feel like that they have to, like, monitor what she watches now. So, okay, so she met the guy on Plenty of Fish, right? Blind date. They, she said, what? There's plenty of fish. <laughs> they go uh, They go on a date. They decide that they want to get a room together, right? Yeah. So they go to the room. Uh, they start doing whatever the fuck they're doing. She goes to the bathroom, she says, right? And then she goes to the bathroom. She, she's, like, starts to get ready for, I guess, the sex to happen. Right. And then she says she looks in the mirror and then she said that as she was looking in the mirror, the thought came into her head of, wow, this is a good looking actress or this is a good looking character or something that she said. And then she was like, and then I started thinking that I was Selma Hayek from from Dust Till Dawn because I looked hot. Yeah. And then I guess. She- Wait, and she got off with that? Well, no, this was what she said after the trial. What she got off was saying that she had a psychotic break because... Uh, she was so hot? That no, she because was like... the guy from Iran was killed in a U.S. drone strike. So she felt that in her psychotic episode that American blood needed to be spilled as retaliation. So in that moment, she decided, oh, there's an American guy here who has a very Mexican last name, by the way. And (laughs) she stabbed him, I guess, in the neck with a pink kitchen knife to be like, ah, take that. That's what you get for Salamani or whatever. This was in Texas? She's a student in Texas. It happened in Vegas. What? Yeah. She got away with that shit? She got three years probation because apparently she said that a she probation is getting away with it. Let's well, she said she was on like a lot of meds and that when she went to Vegas, I guess she forgot to take them or something like that. So like 
the lawyer the lawyer set it out to basically be like this bitch is fucking crazy but she didn't mean it <laughs> look as long as she takes these exact pills she won't murder anybody else so and you'll take your pills right lady that just murdered <laughs> that's fucking wild man yeah, if you look at a picture of her, she looks absolutely nothing like Selma Hayek <laughs> in the movie from Tussle Dawn. So. She's like, I look so hot right now. It's the only time I'm going to get away with murder. <laughs> she had a psychotic break. I feel like this was premeditated. No, oh. no way. I don't believe I mean, this shit at all. But Is it, she a goddamn like, it, like plant? I guess they like reviewed her like messages, and they saw that there was nothing there that was like... Get over here, because I'm going to stab you. You know what well, I mean? Well, who would like, message that to somebody that they were planning on stabbing if you want them to arrive at your home? I guess she would also have to have proof like that she pre-planned it, like a note or like an internet search history or something. Did they even get into that? Like, I feel like they didn't even get that far in the investigation. And you just called her wacky doodle until They're just like, ah, she's fine. She's crazy. Um, Three years probation. <laughs> what, are these, what does this guy's family think about it? Well, he, he didn't die. Oh. He was, oh, in, he oh, was oh. in court. He was in court with her. Oh, are he they said still? he said that he forgives her, but that uh, he will let the justice system do its thing. So, no hard feelings. <laughs> are they gonna get back together after afterwards? No, you I think, think they get back together. I, I'm pretty sure he like got some type of uh, restraining order or something. Or maybe that's the only way he can come now. <laughs> oh, if he gets stabbed with a pink kitchen knife, yeah, as yeah, revenge for an uh, like Iranian soldier one. dying or something. What the fuck? Um. No, I, I honestly thought the story was that the guy died and I was like, give me, you're telling me she murdered somebody and that he fucking, she just got to walk. No. If yeah. the guy didn't die, it's like kind of a little bit of a different story. You still shouldn't <laughs> stab, but I mean, come on. But three is. years probation is good for, for attempting to murder him, I guess. I mean, if you're, if you're a little spicy in the brain. Yeah. Uh, probably. It's not sufficient. She's no. Iranian spicy, too. She's Iranian spicy, so. That's that goat shit. <laughs> um, yeah, this other story uh, is a bit older. It happened, like, a couple months ago. But I just saw uh, the video of the person in it uh, being interviewed in the hospital. Uh, and I showed you this the other day mm, yeah you it was did. pretty crazy um you didn't really know what the hell was going on yeah first because i didn't like I, I kind of did but i was trying to figure out like what 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 the end point was gonna be yeah so uh so this is a story from again from texas uh the lady's name was taylor parker or is taylor parker um and she was sentenced to death for killing a pregnant woman and stealing her baby. That's wild. Did the baby die too? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Uh, Taylor Parker, 29, was sentenced back in 2022. Uh, the same jury that convicted her uh, a month earlier of capital murder. Okay. So I guess it was two separate trials, right? One, one was for the for death the... penalty and one for the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So in a statement to the court, the victim's mother addressed Parker as... An evil piece of flesh demon. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You ever heard somebody referred to as an evil piece of flesh demon? No. <laughs> Is, I feel like that was that translated from another language. Like, uh, no, is she American? No, yeah, they're all fucking. Oh, uh, they're like Texas. southern. Yeah. Um, it's reported that after listening to victim impact statements from the family, the judge ordered the bailiff to quote unquote. Take her to death row now. Uh, the victim's body was found in her home in Texas. 
her three-year-old daughter was at the time, was home at the time when the mom was killed. But nothing happened to the three-year-old. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So they found the body, the lady's body in her house. Uh, later that morning, uh, Parker claimed that she had just given birth after being pulled over by a state trooper for speeding and driving erratically. Uh, the baby was taken to a hospital in, in Oklahoma where she was pronounced dead. Uh, so the baby died. Uh, prosecutors say in an attempt to keep her boyfriend, Parker made herself look pregnant, faked ultrasounds, and even had a gender reveal party. <laughs> uh, That's wild. And she was friends with the girl, right? She was kind of like, she had already kind of marked her out. Yeah, so apparently during the trial, it was revealed that Parker conducted research on how to fake a pregnancy convincingly and that on the day of the killing, she watched videos on the physical exam of an infant delivered preterm at 35 weeks. The victim's husband testified that Parker and his wife were somewhat friends and that Parker had taken their engagement and wedding photos. So she was the photographer at their wedding. Oh, that's fucking weird. Uh, in the closing statement, the prosecutors, the prosecutors stated that Parker needed to be sentenced to death because she was a danger to society. Uh, she said that in addition to having her baby ripped from her womb, the victim was also slashed uh, hundreds of times and was severely beaten. Damn. Um... Yeah, so that video that I showed you was this Parker chick in the hospital being interviewed by the hospital staff. And I guess she had got pulled over for speeding by a fucking state trooper. Uh-huh. And they were like, where, where are you in a rush to? And then they look in the car and they see like a bloody baby. And they're like, where the fuck did this baby come from? And she's like, oh, I just gave birth on the side of the road. So they call an ambulance. The ambulance yeah. comes, takes her and the baby to the hospital. So the baby's dead, right? They go to the lady and they're like, well, we need to check you for like uh, internal bleeding, hemorrhaging, anything yeah. that might be causing like an issue right now. She's like, I don't want that that check to be done on me by a male doctor. Yeah. Right? And then they're like, oh, OK, like we understand. blah blah. But then they like start asking her like specific questions and her demeanor changes immediately. Right. And then she's like, you know. Uh, you know, I had the baby on the side of the road, and I have a name picked out, and blah, blah, blah. And they're she like... She named the baby, like, Clancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it supposed to be a girl. Well, it was a girl. Um, allegedly. But, uh, so then, I guess they, they basically tell her, like, we know that you stole this baby from this lady. Yeah. And they're like, who's the lady? And she doesn't say shit. And they're like, we need to do this physical examination to verify that you were pregnant or you gave birth recently and a doctor can tell within what do you say like 20 seconds of looking at her yeah yeah yeah. so eventually she relents the doctor comes in uh and as he's taking the glove off what does he say he's like well there's no chance a baby came out of there (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was like ain't no way yeah yeah ain't no way yeah Yeah, that's pretty fucked up i mean but death though they sent us her well she killed the lady and ripped the fucking baby out of her stomach and then pretended like it was hers I mean, yeah, that's fucked up, and I'm not saying that she should have done that. But, I mean, yeah, I don't but like, I, I, I don't agree with the death penalty. I feel like that's like, and they send them pretty quick in Texas, don't they? That's why the judge said Get take her, her on s- there. straight to death row because we need to like fast track this as an example, I guess. 
damn, nobody better cut out another baby in, <laughs> in Texas. Dude, but her fucking three-year-old, That's I wild. really, yeah, really hope yeah, that she no. didn't see shit. She can turn out like Dexter. Oh, man. Yeah. And the baby died? Like, dummy, you couldn't have waited till this lady was, like, more, like, further along? Well, I guess it must have got, if she was doing it while she was, like, faking her own pregnancy, her own pregnancy she yeah. probably got to the point where the, bo- the boyfriend was like, you know. All right, when are you due? You said it was supposed to come, like, three months ago. It's been, <laughs> it's been a year since you've been you've telling You've been pregnant you've been for 17 months now, bitch. What's happening? <laughs> Did her boyfriend ever make a statement? Like No, she said uh, in that video, like, my... She said husband, though. She said, my husband's supposed to meet me here or whatever. Oh, and then okay. the people that were, like, recording the video was like, he, he's not coming here, is he? But I don't know. Did I don't think he had anything to do with it. No, no, I don't think he did either. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, did he, like, stand by her side? Probably stand not. Stand by your man. Like, are they still married while she's on death row? Oh, man. I, but she's not going to get out, like, ever. She's going to jail. Or she's going to hell. <laughs> she's going to hell. She's going to hell. Damn, she shouldn't have done that. Um, Yeah. But it's crazy to have, like, all that shit. Like, we were just watching that Dr. Phil episode where the... Oh, the lady faked, like, five different pregnancies? Yeah, yeah. And the death of twins? Oh, my God. But at least she didn't murder anybody. She just stole people's, like, stories and, like, turned them into her own. But didn't she get money from, like, GoFundMes and shit? Yeah, she definitely had made some GoFundMes and had a bunch of fundraisers and all this shit. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's, that's a one level of fucked up. But, like, by actually, like, stealing someone's baby and murdering them, that's, like... Obviously, a little bit worse. I told you, man, you can't trust those fundraisers. What did we learn from that uh, telemarketers documentary that we saw? I learned that you and I need to start our own fucking business. You and I, T.Y. I feel like I'm idiot. Every time we we watch one of these documentaries and these, like, idiots are just making money hand (laughs) over fist, which is, you can make a fucking uh, nonprofit organization that says that you're connected with the Fraternal Order of Police... And just keep all the money, but 10%. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this documentary basically showed um, these two guys that worked for, like, a call center that was, uh, I guess their job was to sell subscriptions to, like... They were, yeah, it was, like, basically, like, how people that would get on, like, one of those regular plans, right, of, like, donating. Yeah, to, like, a cop organization or whatever. One of them was, like, the veterans of something. But during the course of the movie, you find out that, like, all this shit is, like, made up. And that... what? Who was the guy that said you could just make up your own nonprofit and they won't, like, really check? Was Uh, that the guy that ran the the one nonprofit? Yeah, the guy that was, like, in charge of some sort of, like... um, uh, what's it called? Like regulations? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In nonprofits, and he's like, "Yeah, you can start one for like bungee jumping, <laughs> for you know." He's like, "You can name it whatever you want." Like, no yeah, one's we need to start you. a nonprofit for um, working comedians. Ooh, okay. right? Yeah, we could do that. Fucking hell yeah! I uh, I got a pang of nostalgia when they were showing. Because, like, the documentary goes through, like, several years, right? Of, yeah. Like, from when, like, I guess this one company, this telemarketing company, was, like, at its height of, like, making, like, millions of dollars to, like, its downfall, to, like, the people continuing to try to, like, 
fight this fight like after they don't have shit to do with telemarketing anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I guess they just wanted to finish the documentary. But when they were showing the type of like uh, environment that they had in their office at that first like telemarketing place. Yeah. It made me so nostalgic for the job that I had when I was uh, working for a uh, contractor yeah. for a cable company. Yeah. Um, we don't have enough time today to go through all the fucking crazy stories that happened when I was there. <laughs> but I will say that the first time I tried to actively write a sitcom, it was going to be based on that job. It was fucking crazy. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about some of the things. Do they still exist? I remember for no. a long time there were so many companies that popped up as like contractors that would be like, they would work for whatever cable companies or satellite companies, but well, they were their own entity. I guess this was like the same thing as like that telemarketing thing, right? Like you could, you'd start the company. Yeah. You tell them like, we do this. And then you just find some people that do the thing. And then just wait for the millions to come in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like a complete jackass for trying in your life? Yeah. I, yeah, we tried too hard. <laughs> uh, but the company that I worked for, uh, the guy who, like, started it was the, I think he was, like, the deacon or something of some church in, like, North Jersey somewhere. Shit. And he ended up, like, embezzling a bunch of the church money, but they never, like, caught him. So he, like, used that money to start this c contractor of a cable company. <laughs> well, that's the shit that happened with one of the Fraternal Order of Police guys that, like, yeah. got in trouble for one of these fundraising organizations. I don't know exactly what it was, but I guess they... They figured out if they hired, like, retired police officers or said, like, hey, we'll give you, like, a certain cut of this if we can use your name. Yeah, yeah. In our, like, pre-record or pre-written script of how we raise money. Yeah, because apparently you had to have, like, one, like, real guy to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 I support it or whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, it's kind of, like, I think, to, in a way, like, how the companies, like, what I work for need a nurse yeah. to sign off on, like, certain shit. Mm. Like, where it's mostly business, but, like, the medical angle needs, like, a nurse to sign shit off. Yeah. Like, their shit is, like, they just need a cop to be, like, oh, yeah, they're giving us some money. Yeah. And they basically said, like, oh, well, if they're getting 10% of whatever is better than just nothing. Like, it's easier yeah. for them to just do that and let them like make money by not doing anything yeah well this company that i worked for they like had to shut down because they got sued because the way that they would pay their technicians is they would have like uh coding sheets yeah and like a code would like specify like what you did at the job so you know, the most expensive code was like a specific one, and that meant like you went in and you installed phones and cable boxes and internet, and maybe had to like run a line from the house to like the fucking tree outside. Or yeah. Um, but you also had to clock in per the state law, right? So what they did was uh, when you clocked in, you got paid minimum wage per hour, whatever the minimum, it was below $7 at the time. Um, whatever the minimum wage was, uh, for until you clock in until you clock out right mm -hmm. and then they would take your codes right and each code added up to a specific dollar amount for the technician for the technician right mm -hmm. so then they would take uh the amount that you made minimum wage for the amount of hours that you worked that day 
and then compare that to the amount from the codes for the stuff that you actually did when you were out, right? Okay. So then you have two different amounts there. So what they would do is take the least amount, and that's what you got paid for that day. So if you got, you know... So there was no way to make more than minimum wage? There was. If you... uh, clocked out like quick and did like a uh, I forget how they gamed it but anyway th- it turned out that these guys would have were having to do like more hours in order to make up for it right mm-hmm. um but it took them like two or three years of doing it or maybe it was like a year of like doing it to actually like review their paychecks and they figured out that if they were getting the minimum wage hourly thing, they weren't getting paid any over like anything over eight hours. Oh, okay. So okay. because quote unquote overtime wasn't allowed. So they would look at their paycheck and they'd be like, you know, I didn't make the code money this week, but at least I worked like sixty or like seventy hours. Okay. Clocked okay. in. So uh, I I get like a little bit more money. But then they would get their paychecks and it would say forty hours minimum wage. Shit. Yeah, so it I took think a them, lot of companies did that for a while. Well, yeah, well, it took these guys like a couple of months to like get organized because they didn't have like a union or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one of them, I guess, had the balls to like hire a lawyer and was like, "You guys just pay me back if this doesn't work out." Um, but it ended up working out for them because they filed like some type of class action lawsuit, uh, and they won. But because of that, <laughs> I lost the job, and everybody at all the different locations that like leave because they couldn't afford to pay us anymore um and then like a year like after that i think they went out of business so that always seems like a weird model to me anyway because i remember like people paying out of the pocket for like different repairs to be done for their cable systems and shit Mm. and i'm like isn't that included if you have comcast or whatever because like these these companies were working for the big cable companies it wasn't like they were working well what what it was was like uh different like locations of uh verizon or comcast would get a specific batch of jobs for their location right yeah and the person at the cable company would go through that batch of jobs and say okay we have enough people to do this many jobs i'm going to go through these uh batches and see which are the best like jobs basically and then they pick all the good ones out of there and they say okay uh we don't have enough manpower to do these like uh disconnects or you know having trouble with my remote or whatever yeah so they uh contract those out to different companies and then the different companies have to fight between the two like themselves like all right we want like how much they're going to pay them for like how basically how the insurance fights about how much they're going to give in like a goddamn like payment for something yeah yeah exactly i hate everything about this capitalistic bullshit yeah but i mean but it ended up not working making money hand over fist in that in that uh documentary yeah yeah they eventually made it instead of having call centers they had people just doing it like work from home style oh yeah so like they would just be calling people from like their own home phone but the one that they did like a few years ago was hilarious with the guy with the cell phone and he would be like outside on the street like telemarketing calls people calling people 
and then like an ambulance would go by and he'd be like oh i'm sorry i'm i'm at the uh i'm at the station and something just happened yeah to make it look like this person was like really a cop calling yeah, yeah. that was wild <laughs> and then he would get people to sign. he would literally like walk out on the street see a, a truck with a business name and number on it yeah. and then he would call that number and be like hey i'm you know so officer such and such calling from this lodge or whatever yeah like, well, he was a drug addict and they were saying that the drug addicts are the ones that you want to hire for those marketing jobs or yeah. those telemarketing jobs because they know how to get people to get them what they want yeah the one guy would be like fucking passed out like leaning from fucking snorting heroin yeah. and then wake up and make like a 300 dollars sale like, oh boy, I wish wild. we had the time for me to tell you some stories I about know. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to definitely get into it more because that was, shit was crazy. Yeah. I'm also thinking, like, what can we do to just make up an income like that? Yeah. Without defrauding people. Like, mm, like we that's can, the problem. Well, I mean, I feel like a roller skating rink, right? If Jesus' text right now would have given me like $3.4 million, we could have bought a roller skating rink. Yeah. You know, start a nonprofit for something, you know, whatever. Yeah. Comedians who need to roller skate for, for therapy, you know, or hey, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm saying. Yeah. There's so many different things. I also want to get a donkey. We could maybe do donkeys for something. Okay. Um, not donkey shows. Don't the- get gross. <laughs> They're adorable. I just want, like, you know, like a little petting zoo or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I didn't mean to go off on left field there, but... Well, like, that's fine. No, yeah. I. What else about this telemarketers, Doc, before we wrap it up? I mean, the, the guy... I like and the, the friendship the, between the, the two guys. The main guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Peter uh, Pepkis or whatever? Uh, oh, yeah. He's pretty funny. Patrick J. Pepkis? Yeah. <laughs> Pespis. Pespis. He, wa- he wanted nothing more than to be a documentary filmmaker. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, and heroin. He loved heroin. He loved heroin, but he got clean. He got clean. He got clean except for methadone. I don't know. Does that count still? Mm. Like, are you still on heroin if you're taking methadone? I would say so, but, you know, who am I to say? Legally heroin? Yeah. Um... But I thought, I, honestly, the, the the best part of it to me was, like, their friendship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so a gay. good friendship. But <laughs> No, but seriously, it does dive deep into, like, the level of corruption that these, like, uh, fundraising organizations just, like, seem to exude, right? Every it's single layer. Oh, the one guy, like, now they're doing robocalls. So it's just pre-recorded. Oh, yeah, they're getting, they're doing what... The fucking actor strike is about currently right now. They're they're getting people to work for their company, and then they're recording them, uh, reading a script, and then when the person leaves the company, or in the one case of the guy dies, uh, their fucking voice still goes out and makes those phone calls because they're wild. using it for the robocalls. You know what? And I remember, like, not in the last probably year or two, but before that, I was always getting calls from, like, some FOP, something like, help us get better, you know, equipment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I feel I call I got was right around George Floyd. And oh. I was like, what, you guys want better weapons to, like, kill keep, kill black people with? Like, How funny was it when they were doing the robocalls and then they were like, let's try to, like, uh, see if we can get them to answer questions? And they were like, so are you like a real cop? And then it would like wait a little bit and you could tell somebody was like pressing shit into like a computer. It's like, are you a real cop? And it would wait like a couple of seconds to hear, 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how people can't tell that those are, like, automated. I guess older people. There's so many scams that they run on old people. Yeah. And it's so... Because it's kind of lazy now to do it by phone. Because I remember, like, when I was taking care of my grandmother, like, she would donate any charity that came to her. She would pay any bill that came to her house. Yeah. Like, if you were a terrible person, you could literally just send random bills yeah, yeah. to old people and just be like, you owe money for whatever thing. And they would pay it. Yeah, they had that one guy on there that was, like, blatantly talking about taking advantage of people and, like, saying that he loved it, too. Yeah, he's like, I mean, they're going to give me their fucking money anyway, you know? <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> Piece of garbage. Yeah, I don't know. It's so fucked up. And, and all the money always just goes to the people that started the business, and they don't give any of it to the charity. Yeah, or if they do, it's, like, a very, very minute amount. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. Uh, same thing with all the cancer charities. Like, I feel like we would have cured cancer by now if they were actually giving the money yeah. that everybody donates to cancer. <laughs> you know? Well, Susan G. Komen. That's something to uh, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Fucking dumbass bitch. Um, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Well, anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents, an actual podcast. Yeah, thank uh, you for listening to this. I'm Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. Do you want to say goodbye to people? Goodbye, people. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bice. Have you been Betty Bice? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.